from the Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. And a very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy, great, great joy to be here with you as we are so blessed by our Heavenly Father to be able to gather at this hour, the 4 o'clock hour Eastern Time, Monday, thir- uh, no, not Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And on uh, Fridays at 4 o'clock when Cheryl sits in with me, for two hours of Friday Live, I do pray you are having a happy, holy, blessed, safe, and healthy day, uh, September 2nd, hmm. September 2nd, a very uh, special day in the history of domestic church media. And I'm going to share the story with you later on, uh, on why this day has s- such uh, great significance uh, to us here at the Apostolate. Um I also want to share with you uh, from uh, Rome today, our Holy Father gave his first general audience uh, with pilgrims there, present. Uh, in uh, Well, actually, it wasn't in St. Peter's Square. He gave the um, audience in the San, Damas, San Damaso Courtyard, which is within the Vatican's Apostolic Palace. Uh, so there were a few hundred people there with him. So finally, and again, after the lockdown, another live audience, things coming back to life. Uh, springtime, springtime in September, right? Hopefully, and it gets better and better as we go uh, forward here. So I want to share some of those words with you as well. But before we do that, I want to welcome everybody who's tuned in on one of our domestic church media radio stations here in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, but also those of you who tune in on the other uh, platforms that we are currently available on. If you have uh, your free domestic church media mobile app, my goodness, if you have the free mobile app, you have so much right there in the palm of your hand. You can listen to the program live streaming and on programs like this that we come to you live from our domestic church media studios. You can watch it right on your phone on our YouTube channel, and you can watch right now if you have access to YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash domestic church media. You can also watch live video on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash domesticchurchmedia. And if you uh, go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, we're also streaming live video there as well. So we're there. We're present on the uh, Amazon Echo and Google Home devices, the smart speakers, the smart, what they call them, smart home speakers. Just say, play Domestic Church Media, and we'll stream live there. And uh, my goodness, I'm seeing when I look at our stats, uh, you know, I never know how many people are listening. Uh, You have to pay a lot of money to get those numbers. We don't have that kind of money. Uh, But we can check our uh, platform stats, and I see we have people who are watching uh, in other parts of the country, uh, people who are listening in other parts of the world. So it's a great, great uh, and humbling honor to be able to be an instrument like this to bring Jesus to so many people uh, around the world. But as I said, today, September 2nd, 
uh, as a very significant date in the history of domestic church media. So I always promised the Lord as we were entering into this work that I would uh, at times share the miracle stories. <laughs> so, uh, because there have been many, and uh, please God, more to come. But I'll share with you uh, our September 2nd miracle story later in the program. But first we're going to pray, and then we'll go to the Holy Father's uh, general audience uh, from uh, in Rome earlier today. Uh, again, wherever you are, my brothers and sisters, listening, watching, uh, I invite you to join me and all of our family right now from, again, the four corners of the world, perhaps, listening, watching, to pray together as family. And this is so important right now. You know, we've been, we've been and not just we, everybody in the church has been stressing the importance and the power of prayer in the greatest weapons we have available to us on this planet are not held in some nuclear arsenal. The greatest weapons we as Catholics have are in our prayers, especially in our sacramentals, uh, our holy communions, our uh, coming together. And the Holy Father is going to talk about that unity today. I want to share that with you. So whatever your special intentions are, bring them up right now spiritually. We'll join hands spiritually from across the many many thousands and thousands of miles uh, that separate us and become united as one body, many members of the one body of Christ in prayer. And we've been praying this prayer uh, for our country. And you know, uh, you know, you can, you can feel it in the air. <laughs> Not only do we get a little, little taste of autumn weather-wise in the evenings now and at night, but we're getting the taste of what usually goes on in our country prior to a national election, and sadly, it's not the way it used to be. It's become very, uh, very um, filled with angst and, and, and anger and hatred. and uh, So we have to pray, pray hard, that God's will be done, you know, that God's will be done. That's the most important thing. Not our will, my will, your will, but God's will be done especially as it relates to our country, where really, when you stop to think about it, out of all the countries in the world, people come on a regular basis from around the world to come and become citizens of this country because of her greatness. And I was just reading a little earlier today, um, I was making PDF copies of these beautiful, sweet little letters that my father wrote to my mother when he was in the Navy, uh, 1943 to 1945. He was 22, 23, 24 years old, uh, and, and, and a, a lieutenant commander of a landing craft. And these uh, letters that he would write when he was in, in Italy and, and in, in the Atlantic and then crossing over to the Pacific and then actually occupying Japan, the surrender, because we remember that today in a special way as well. And the many men during that Second World War, throughout all the wars in this country, but especially the most recent World War, Second World War, uh, where these uh, soldiers just had enormous sacrifices, made enormous sacrifices for this country. So let's pray for our country. 
And we're praying to the Holy Trinity through the intercession of Blessed Mother under the title of the Immaculate Conception, which is uh, the title that Our Lady is under which the, Our Lady is the patroness of this country. So we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father in heaven, who chose Mary as the fairest of your daughters, Holy Spirit, who chose Mary as your spouse, God the Son, who chose Mary as your mother, in union with Mary, we adore your majesty and acknowledge your supreme, eternal dominion and authority. Most Holy Trinity, we put the United States of America into the hands of Mary Immaculate, in order that she may present the country to you. Through her, we wish to thank you for the great resources of this land and for the freedom which has been its heritage. Through the intercession of Mary, have mercy on the Catholic Church in America. Grant us peace. Have mercy on our president and on all the officers of our government. Grant us a, grant us a fruitful economy born of justice and charity. Have mercy on capital and industry and labor. Protect the family life of our nation. Guard the precious gift of many religious vocations. Through the intercession of our mother, have mercy on the sick, the tempted, sinners, on all who are in need. Mary, Immaculate Virgin, our mother, patroness of our land, we praise you and honor you and give ourselves to you. Protect us from every harm. Pray for us that acting always according to your will and the will of your divine Son, we may live and die pleasing to God. Amen. And as our Holy Father, Pope Francis, asked, we're praying the prayers uh, to St. Michael the Archangel and the beautiful ancient prayer to Our Lady, the Subtum Presidium prayer. Uh, and Holy Father asked Catholics to pray these prayers every day, daily. Over two years ago, pray these prayers every day, daily. And uh, we pray, and he asked for the special intention to protect the Church from the attacks of the devil, and we've added on to that intention to protect the United States of America from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, again, my friends, I thank you as always for praying together and uh, encourage you. We're still getting, and I'm happy we are, so many requests for the prayer for the United States of America that we pray here at the top of the hour every time we gather. Uh, we want to send them to you. They're yours for free. We don't charge. You can order as, a request as many as you like, and we'll get them out to you. A beautiful four by six uh, laminated uh, card. You can uh, put a, 
put it on your refrigerator. You can keep it in your car. You can keep bring it with you, with your all of your uh, prayer time materials. You know, when you say your daily prayers, include this, and we encourage you to pass them out to as many people as possible to get these prayers out there. And we want as many people praying, especially over the next couple of months leading up to our election, to pray for this country. And uh, all you have to do is go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. Uh, up on the top, then there's a link for prayer. Just place your cursor over the word prayer. A little uh, menu drops down, and you can click on the prayer for the United States and request your free prayer card. And um, we'll send you whatever you want. Just let us know, and we'll be happy to do that. It's free. We even pay for the postage, so don't be afraid to ask. We're happy to get them out to you. That was kind of placed on my heart in prayer back at the beginning of the summer uh, before the 4th of July when I felt that we needed to do something, kind of create this uh, prayer cell of domestic church media family members praying the same prayer uh, for our country. So go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. Up on the top of the screen, place your cursor over the word prayer. A little menu drops down. Click on uh, prayer for the United States. And um, just give us your name, your address, and how many you want. And we're happy uh, to get them out to you. Uh, It's so important uh, that we uh, come together like this in prayer, my friends. You know, it's... uh, these are trying times still. You know, we're still in pandemic, basically, because things are still semi-shut down. Things are not back to normal. And I don't want to hear the term new normal. I want to get back to normal. <laughs> I want to get back to the way it was, you know, when we started this year back in January until things got a little crazy. And they have gotten crazy. And who knows where it's going from here. There are still three three months uh, left, uh, well, four months left in this in this year. So you never know what's going to happen. We just, but you know, I was thinking today in, in my prayer this morning, how all all that has changed um, in the course of the past nine months. Uh, you know, starting basically the past six months, I guess, starting in March when things really got uh, it was middle of March that everything started to really shut down, seriously shut down, and everything changed, right? And uh, all the, 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 the many diff- difficulties we've been asked to, to go through, the sacrifices we've been asked to make, the wearing of the mask, the social distancing, the, all, all, the, all those uh, guidelines that, that put restrictions on us. But, you know, I thought, we think of our Lord, and Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and always. He doesn't change. And so if we stay close to the Lord and we, we, we walk with him and allow him to be with us daily, hourly, minute by minute, all the changes that go on around us will mean nothing because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and always, and will be with us always. And we have nothing, absolutely nothing to fear. We really don't. Um, you know, we can... We can uh, the devil would love us to be to walk, you know, be walking on eggshells in our walk of life here, and, and to let all these other things distract us from what's really important: our prayer life, our sacramental life, our our, our time and uh, with each other in, in in as family. He'd like all of this to disrupt that and distract us, and to to, to put fear in our hearts. 
And we have absolutely nothing to fear, nothing at all, when we walk with the Lord. And this is why I always, you know, I thank God for allowing us to be here for you uh, day in and day out, you know, 24-7. I know we've had some trouble, you know, we've had some some uh, technical trouble or with our, of course, we had our, our AM transmitter at 1260. Our flagship station was was knocked cold by uh, the Direco uh, back in June. We're in the middle of waiting for the delivery of the new transmitter and have that installed with our another uh, piece, piece of equipment that's going to really amplify our sound on 1260 to uh, incredible levels. Um, and our Cape May transmitter was also struck by lightning back in the summer. That's being replaced. Hamilton, uh, we've had issues down at our Hamilton station with the Internet. So we're, we're looking to switch over to a different means of feeding that station. So the old boy's in. You know, he's in the game here. He's <laughs> He doesn't want us here. He doesn't want you listening to Catholic radio. He doesn't want you being a, a, a part of domestic church media. So he's doing his best. But, you know, and as I said, later on in the program, I'm going to share a, one of our miracle stories with you. Um, because it's on this day... 15 years ago, that the miracle really, really um, began to, 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 to bloom. Uh, and I, I'll, I'll share the story with you after the break, but it, stay for it because it really is kind of the genesis in many ways of our work on how that happened on this day back in 2005. Uh, 15 years ago, I can't believe it, but it's 15 years of time just flies by. So with all that being said, let's go to the Holy Father, who uh, today, once again, finally, after months of lockdown in Italy, in Rome, uh, in his first general audience with pilgrims present. Now, it wasn't in the square. It wasn't in the square, but it was in the San Damaso courtyard in the Vatican's Apostolic Palace. Um. So pilgrims were allowed to go in, and Holy Father called for solidarity in what he said, uh, this to reawaken unity and to bring God's love to a suffering world. Uh, and we've seen, and you've seen, I've seen, in fact, I read today that uh, uh, statistics are showing now that during this pandemic, the divorce rate is is increasing, you know, people being forced uh, to be locked down with each other. And those of you who are married, uh, I mean, you know, it's not always easy. It's not always easy. You know, there's always going to be some difficulty along the way. But with all the stresses that are involved in this pandemic, it's put a stress on uh, some marriages where they're saying that the divorce rate has gone up during the pandemic. That's just one example. But we've heard about suicides uh, and, and uh, you know, millennials, 25% of millennials say they've considered suicide during this time. So all these things. So the Holy Father now, again, in Rome today at the San Damaso courtyard where pilgrims were finally allowed to come into his presence and he talked about how we need solidarity and we need to reawaken unity. He said, in the midst of, of crisis and storms, 
the Lord challenges us and invites us to reawaken and activate the solidarity capable of giving solidity, support, and meaning to these hours in which everything seems to be wrecked. It's hard to believe, my friends. I, you know, I, I know we always say time goes by so fast, but it seems like from the time that everything shut down back in the middle of March to the present day, the time has sped by. Maybe that's, maybe that's a blessing. You know, maybe it's a blessing that time has gone by that fast that enabled us to travel through this crisis um, on the express train, so to speak, to get through it. So we weren't on the local making stops all along the way and dragging on and on and on. But Holy Father said, in the midst of all these crises and storms, in any given time in in the history of of, uh, the world, but right now our own present time, which seems to, which sees so many storms and crises, the Holy Father said that we're being challenged by the by the Lord to, uh, as He invites us to reawaken and activate this solidarity. Um, he said a solidarity guided by faith enables us to translate the love of God in our globalized culture, not by building towers or walls. And how many walls are being built today, he said, that divide and then crumble. Now, you know, uh, we know that uh, there's always a little bit of controversy there. Now, was he speaking directly about the wall at our southern border? I don't know. I'm hoping that he's talking about walls of, of, of division and, and uh, but you know, so— just kind of take that with a grain of salt. But we know that, he said, interweaving communities and sustaining processes of growth that are truly human and solid uh, are, are necessary. He recalled the unity experienced by Christ's disciples at Pentecost. He said that God made himself present at that moment and inspired the faith of the community united in diversity and in solidarity. Uh, and... Again, my friends, you know, here it is in Rome where everything, you know, Italy got hit, probably one of the hardest, if not the hardest countries hit by this virus. And now here they are back. I saw some of the photos. There's social distancing. They're wearing masks. But they're in this uh, piazza there at the in the um, Papal Palace, once again, able to congregate, you know, we're human beings. We're social beings. We need each other. We need each other's presence. Holy Father said the Holy Spirit creates unity in diversity. He creates harmony. Others are not simply instruments, a mere workforce, but rather participate fully in the building up of the community. Now, I, I've shared the story with you, I, I believe. I, I, I have shared this story with you many, many years ago, probably almost 25 years ago, before I was even in Catholic radio in my corporate job, you know how uh, sometimes headhunters uh, approach uh, executives in, in looking for, you know, making offers and things. And I had I had one of those offers. I was with FedEx at the time, and, a, and, a, and a, another a corporation called me and uh, was interested in talking to me about heading their uh, um, customer service operations and things. And I had a, a, a meeting with the vice president of, of the company, 
And I had just read a, a beautiful teaching from John Paul II. So I was in my transition period. <laughs> I was still in the corporate environment, but I was in my transition period where I had begun reading and studying, especially at that time because he was our Holy Father, uh, the many teachings by John Paul II. And I read this one, I, I think it was an address he, he made in, in a, um, uh, to workers. It was on the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker, May 1st, and I believe he was in Poland. And there was a quote that struck me where he said, we must never, ever reduce uh, workers to mere units of production. Now, I was in, at the time, I was in a corporate environment. I was uh, uh, training and and managing uh, customer service representatives and developing customer service training programs and things. And I remember reading that, and I, 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 on my computer, I printed it out on an 8.5 by 11 piece of paper and tacked it up on my office wall. We must never reduce workers to mere units of production. So in my interview with this head, not the headhunter, but the vice president of the company that the headhunter put me in contact with, um, she was asking me, you know, what are my, my ideas with customer service? And I used that quote. I didn't say who said it. <laughs> I said, well, I believe that uh, we must never reduce our workers to mere, become mere units of production. And her jaw dropped. Wow, I've never heard something like that. That's very interesting. She was seemed very impressed. And I didn't take credit for it. I did tell her who, who the author of that was, and she had no, didn't have, I mean, she knew who John Paul was, but I'm, I don't think she was Catholic. Uh, wasn't impressed by necessarily the author, as, but by the, the words spoken. And um, this is what Holy Father is saying here, Pope Francis, that others are not simply instruments, a mere workforce, but rather as the human family were called to participate in the building up of the community. And, and I believe in our church, my friends, you know, this is, I've always said this, you know, even when we're the work we do here, that we're called a domestic church media as church, as, you know, as an apostolate within the church, whether it be a parish or a diocese or, a, you know, a, a prayer group or an organization in the church or an apostolate or ministry, we're all called to build up, not tear down. And, you know, lately we've seen the chopping up of each other in so many ways, uh, politically, you know, culturally, racially, and even religiously <laughs> within the church. You're this, you're that, you're not this, you should be that. Why aren't you more like that? Stop it. We are many parts of the same body. You know, we are members with different charisms, different tasks, different vocations, different ways of living the same faith. With, you know, we have the magisterium, the teaching authority in the church. We're all bound by, by that. But we have ways of adhering and, and expressing and living and practicing our faith. And it extends out into the world then, doesn't it? 
He said, Solidar- Joe, uh, Pope Francis said, solidarity today is the road to take towards a post-pandemic world, toward the healing of our interpersonal and social diseases. There is no other, Pope Francis said. We, either we go on along the road of solidarity or things will be worse. He said, from a crisis, one comes out either better or worse. We have to choose, and solidarity is really a way to get out of the crisis better, not with superficial changes. He said, solidarity possesses antibodies. So he's using the medical terms we've heard a lot about over the past number of months. Solidarity possesses antibodies that heal social structures and processes that have denigrated, uh, I'm sorry, degenerated into systems of injustice, into systems of oppression. And, you know, we're seeing the, the evidence of, of, of the, the very bad fruits of, of division and what that can wreak, you know, where there's such anger toward each other, there's uh, suspicions, uh, being suspicious of each other. You know, do, do you have the virus? Do you, are you a, uh, asymptomatic and you don't, ha- you don't show any symptoms, but you could be still spreading it and all these things? And, and it goes way beyond that. The Holy Father is reminding us again that we are now coming out of this, and uh, as we come out of it, that we can grow in our unity. You know, we're all kind of coming out of our our, our lockdowns, and hopefully it continues. And we know we're praying. We know here in New Jersey um, on on Friday, I guess, the, there's going to be indoor dining permitted once more. Um, the numbers of, of churches, uh, of people within the um, uh, congregations at churches can increase a little bit, uh, I think from 100 to 150 or something. So let's just keep praying, and as we come out of it, to be united, especially in our families and in our church. Don't go away. When I come back, I'm going to tell you the miracle story of September 2nd, 2005, 15 years ago. Be right back. praying for people? Have you ever wanted to use your gift of prayer to share Jesus with others and build up the body of Christ? Start a public prayer station with St. Paul Street Evangelization. Listen to people's needs, pray with them, or invite them to meet you at church. St. Paul Street Evangelization can help you get started. Find out how at streetevangelization.com. That's streetevangelization.com. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope, 
on these domestic church media stations. Sixty seconds with Mother Angelica. The Eucharist is the one presence of Jesus that's real. It is the presence of God. He promised to leave. I will not leave you orphans. There is no comparison between the other presences of God. The presence of God is in His Word. The presence of God is in me and you, or you would dissolve into nothingness. The presence of God is in creation, in the air we breathe. But when that priest says, this is my body, and this is my blood, that is the real presence of God. Body, blood, soul, and divinity. It is Jesus himself, alive. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go to goodshop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit goodshop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's goodshop.com, and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. Goodshop.com. From Moorestown to Manilokan. Bedminster to Brick. Freehold to Fort Dix. Ringo's to Roosevelt. From Old Bridge to Oceanport. Red Bank to Rocky Hill. Proclaiming the joy of the gospel on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. friends uh, back uh, on this Wednesday September 2nd edition of come to me now you heard uh, Friday uh, Chris Cheryl will be here you're a little spot there and our guests on Friday will be uh, Melissa Molesky and she's written a book called the Supreme Vocation of Women according to John Paul II and then Providentially, uh, later on, uh, I just talked with our friend Claire Dwyer from out in the desert southwest. She'll be joining us at 5.30, and uh, she's going to talk about a letter that um, St. Mother Teresa wrote 25 years ago. Uh, to, because I guess there was a, something going on in the U.N. about um, for, for women, and, and a lot of feminists took it over. Anyway, Mother Teresa, St. Mother Teresa wrote a letter, so Claire's going to join us, Claire Dwyer. Uh, and also, of course, this Friday is First Friday. That means uh, Bill and George will be here with um, Brothers in Arms at 6 o'clock. And also, Bishop O'Connell 
we'll be back with a brand new season of The Shepherd's Voice at 3 o'clock, so I hope you can join us then. Bishop will be here, and Cheryl's going to sit in with us as well. Uh, so uh, we have another lovely lineup for you um, for our first Friday uh, in the new season. And uh, the Vocation Hour with Father Steve Lacey will be here as well, another a new episode of the Vocation Hour. So that's this coming Friday. Um, let's see. Did it, anything else that I forgot about? I can't remember. I t- I just, I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> you know, it's, and maybe this is a, a good way because I can document it verbally anyway, orally here on the uh, on the recording because we record these programs. And by the way, in case you ever do want to re-listen to anything or hear something you've heard, all of our domestic church media programs, this program, Friday Live, the Bishop's program, Bill and George, uh, Bruce's program, Cheryl's program, they're all archived on our website. Uh, if you go to domesticchurchmedia.org, uh, you can um, check out all of our archive programs. And also, our, if they're live and they're on video, as this one is, it also is archived on our YouTube channel. Um, but I've always said, and as I tell stories, and you know, I, people always ask, you know, in the course of my work, people, I'll share some of the history of domestic church media and what God did and has done and is doing and will do, I pray, continue to do uh, in the years to come with this apostolate. But it was on this day, September 2nd, 2005, that we opened our first, not our first, but the first uh, full-time Catholic radio station in New Jersey. Those of you who are in Monmouth County, in that area of New Jersey, you probably were our first audience, many of you, um, because it was on this day, September 2nd, 2005, that we officially launched uh, WFJS, although it didn't originally have those call letters. I think it was WDDM, if I believe, because we were leasing it from another uh, organization. It was a small 10-watt <clears throat> FM station where the antenna was on the tower. If you've ever been to the Arts Center in Homedale, behind the Arts Center, there's a huge uh, radio tower. And the antenna for this station, which was on the frequency of 89.3 FM, but it was a, at that time owned by somebody else. We were leasing it. It was a small... 10-watt FM station that didn't have a lot of coverage. It was, it was spotty, to say the least. But it took a long time. It took about seven months of negotiation just to get into the lease. I remember that. The opportunity came up earlier that year in uh, February when I got a call from uh, Seton Hall University, my alma mater, and they knew that I was in the process of trying to find a station to get, either lease or buy, to bring Catholic radio. And um, at the time, it was just me and a few people, Cheryl, of course, and a few other individuals looking to do this. New Jersey had no Catholic radio station, full-time Catholic radio station, none. Um, and And... So this opportunity came up that there was a small 
10-watt FM station available. The tower, as I said, the antenna was on the tower in, in Homedale. That's where the signal radiated from. Um, there was a very odd setup initially because I had, in, and I, we live in Bucks County, lower Bucks County in Pennsylvania, so I had in my backyard the satellite dish that would pull in the signal from EWTN. And then I had the computer system that would operate the station that would, uh, you know, you hear the local spots run, it goes to the network, it goes to local. And I had a little studio in my basement that I had built <laughs> that we would broadcast live from. That was our main studio. It was in the basement of our home. And I had to bring then the operating computer to the office of the owner of the station that was in Metuchen, New Jersey. So this is how we got the station up and running. The satellite dish was in my basement. It would come into my basement through my little studio by internet, go up to Metuchen, and from Metuchen, by phone line, go down to Homedale to be broadcast in Shrewsbury. <laughs> it was really... Talk about the Lord drawing straight with crooked lines. But it was on this day that we launched it, and... I remember going to, it was right around this time, a little before this time on September 2nd, 2005, to the office in Metuchen where the main computer would be. And I was carrying it on my shoulder, you know, PC, carrying the, 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 the tower on my shoulder. And I remember walking into the building with this heavy computer on my shoulder and I went to the elevator to push the button to go up to the whatever floor the office was on. And I'm standing there, and I thought, boy, this, this computer is really getting heavy on my shoulder. And I, I almost felt the Lord, like, laugh at me and say, wait, you think that's heavy? <laughs> you should carry a cross. Oh, wait a minute, you are, because this is the beginning of your journey. And it was. I felt myself like, like it was in the same position carrying a the weight of, of, of a cross on my shoulder, and it was this computer that was going to operate the entire station. Went up to the office, set it up, met with the guy who owned the station, set it up, blah, blah, blah. We got it all set. But it was on this day, and I remember we went on the air at 6 p.m. that evening. It was a Friday evening. And um, we had a spot running. At the time, there was a, God rest his soul, uh, Father Al Lauer, a uh, priest, who used to do a, a a program that they would send to us and we would air it. And his he was a great, a great admirer, a great fan of John Paul II, and we created a little you know spot for his program that would run occasionally. And that was the first thing that came on because I remember that because he came on and he began by saying, Duke in Altum, put out into the deep. And that was our, that was kind of our, our battle cry, still is. Duke in Altum, put, when Jesus said, put out into the deep for a great catch. And that was done, my brothers and sisters, on that day, on this day, 15 years ago. Which really is the very beginning of the work that we're doing, and what I believe so much more to do. I still have it on my heart. There's a lot of growth yet left in domestic church media. We're not done growing yet. 
Um, but I remember that it went on the air. Now, that was Metuchen. You couldn't get the signal in Metuchen. Again, I live in, we live in, in Bucks County. You couldn't get the signal. We don't get the signal. and didn't get the signal in Bucks County. You had to be in this little area of Shrewsbury, Lincroft, that area, that could pick it up. And, in fact, it was such a weak signal that you would go, if on, on Newman Springs Road, if you're familiar with that area, to our friends who live over that area or are familiar with that area, uh, Newman Springs Road, Whenever it would go, if the if the you know you go down a little dip in the road, you lose the signal. He came back up again. It was it was that weak a signal. But that was the beginning, and then we began to you know do what we can to to promote it through through the parishes in the area over there and getting the word out. and And the Lord began to bring me people from that little station, and I would broadcast this program. Every day at the time, and, and Cheryl and I would do a Monday morning program together from our basement in our home. Uh, and we couldn't hear the station, but we were broadcasting. And I, it was just, it was such a, a, a loose linked chain of uh, um, operation that if one link in the chain was broken, the whole thing would go down. And it was just, it was such a trial. And I remember struggling with that. I remember wake, that was a Friday. I remember waking up the next day, Saturday morning early around 4 o'clock, thinking, okay, I wonder if the station is on. And I had a way of listening to it through the Internet. We, I think we were streaming, I guess, to make sure the station was still on. And then we began to grow a little bit. We met a very nice gentleman over there who lived in the area who heard the station. And uh, his name is Santo. Santo Arena, and I don't know if he still listens or not. He's a, he was a good man. He had opened up a um, crisis pregnancy center on Newman Springs Road right next to Planned Parenthood. He was smart because he said people would go, these young women, sadly, would be going to Planned Parenthood for uh, uh, advice about abortion ending their pregnancies, and sometimes they would make the mistake of walking into Santo's door, which was right next door, and they'd go in there, and he'd get them. He'd talk to them. He'd talk them out of it. Saved many, many babies. And we met him, and he said, I have a space on the second floor of my building. Could you use it for your radio station? I said, oh, could we? So instead of broadcasting from our basement, we put our little studio up on the second floor of that building in Shrewsbury on Newman Springs Road to broadcast on 89.3 FM. And the the building that we were in, because we were on the second floor broadcasting Catholic radio, Santa was on the first floor with his crisis pregnancy center, and there was a little chapel area down there that he had as well. Didn't have the Blessed Sacrament, but had a little area for, for prayer. And we had a common wall with Planned Parenthood. And we would have mass down in that little chapel in that building. We would have adoration down there. And you could feel the evil next door because abortions, and many of you still, I'm I'm sure, still are outside that building a couple days a week praying because abortions are performed in that building, were then and still are, I believe, still are. 
and we could feel it. We're broadcast, we're broadcasting Catholic radio and the Word of God out of that building, and babies' lives are being saved on the, on the first floor, and we're having mass, and we're having adoration, and right next door with a common wall is Planned Parenthood. Good and evil, right there, manifest, just made evident. And there was always enormous resistance, always. But, but that was the very, very, very beginning of domestic church media. That was 2005, 15 years ago. And, you know, so often, my brothers and sisters, in the course of this journey, the Lord would bring me my Simons of Cyrene just at the right time to help me carry the cross, because it had many crosses, especially in the beginning. But the miracle of it is, is that it it came basically, and and I would say, I would be on the air, because that, that time, 89.3 was a little 10-watt station. And I would say then, I believe this is a little mustard seed of a station that is going to blossom and bloom into a great, great work. And I believe that, again, not because of me or anything that I was doing, but because of what I know the Lord promised he would do for us. We believed, and I say we now because we had, he brought us a wonderful, and so many of them are still with us, most of them on our board of directors, men and women, couples who believe in this work, who made enormous personal sacrifices and still do, to keep this work going. And here we are 15 years later. On this day, I, said, I remember standing outside that door with that, that PC on my shoulder, thinking, can, I, can we really do this? I didn't have a job. This was going to be eventually my source of income, my job, and I didn't have a job. We had no money coming in. Cheryl was working three jobs. We had three little children going to Catholic school. I would fax Mother Angelica anytime I needed special prayer. I'd fax her. They gave me her fax number. I'd fax her, and she and the, the nuns would pray for us. She was well aware of what was going on, where we were. I would, I would share my struggles with her. And the, the, our friends down at the network assured me, Mother's getting these faxes, and they're praying for you. And again, I say this, my friends, in all humility, through absolutely no merit of my own, you know, we were talking. I was talking to the guys yesterday. If you were, didn't, if you missed the program yesterday, I had a wonderful, wonderful guest yesterday joining me uh, from JMJ Missions, Dan and Anthony and Rocco were here, and I was sharing with them after the program. You know, encouraging them. You guys have the drive. You have the zeal. You have the desire. You're young. You have the energy. <laughs> Don't give up. Go for it. Trust in the Lord and, and build it up. Make this work a work of the Lord. Because I know, and you can see what happened. Those of you who are, who are watching on, on YouTube or Facebook, you see where we are in this beautiful building that who I never, ever, ever could have or would have imagined that, that day that I was, on the, 15 years ago on this day, standing outside that elevator, holding this computer on my shoulder, being weighed down and saying, Is this, can this really work? Can this really have fruit? Is it is it is it going to be worth all of this? And look, how many of you listening, watching right now, have 
been affected by what God has done in your life through us, not by us. We're just the instruments through us. The Lord does all that. The Holy Spirit works in your lives. How many people have have developed a closer relationship with Jesus? How many of you have a better understanding of your faith because of what God has done through this work? As we have expanded from that little 10-watt station in Shrewsbury, now reaching the shores of Rehoboth Beach in, in Wilmington from our Cape May station, uh, all the way up into northern Hunterdon County, uh, of course, over to the shore area, Monmouth, Ocean, Middlesex, Somerset, and we get this new transmitter on 1260. We're going to hit some spots we haven't even hit before. There's more to come. We're going to be going up into uh, all parts of, of, of uh, Bucks County and, and Montgomery County in Pennsylvania and even up into uh, parts of, of uh, Somerset County because the signal will be strengthened. So God is still working, and there and and I and I do believe, my brothers and sisters, we're not we're not He's not done with us yet. You know, I I I I'm able to start collecting Social Security in in, in December. I'm of retirement age, but I you know as long as the Lord wants me here and He keeps me you know able to be here, I will be here. Because I do believe there's much much more work to do, especially as we come out of this pandemic. You know, it's so important now, and I think it has been for all of our uh, family members, when I say domestic church media family members, during the course, especially the, 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 the darkest part of the pandemic when everything was shut down, people couldn't even get into their churches, that we were here. We were up and running. We didn't shutter. We didn't close down. We didn't lock down. We, you put on your radio or you put on your stream or you listen to your Amazon Echo or Google Home or free mobile app, and you can listen, you can watch, and still be connected to the church. How important is this going to be now as we go forward when people don't know where to turn sometimes because of, of the political situation? You know, when we come out of the pandemic, are people going to still yet feel safe? We know that the, the um, uh, um, obligation to attend Mass uh, Bishop said, you know, you don't have to go, uh, be obligated to go under pain of sin until further notice. But we still are called to keep holy the Lord's day, keep, you know, Sunday holy. And if you can get to Mass and you're comfortable, go. But everything is so different now. I'm praying that we can be for you and all of our listeners and new listeners and new viewers all the time, a place of comfort, a haven of hope, a beacon of light, some place where you can go and say, oh, I can get away from all that outside. I can get away from all the politics and all the racial issues and all the, all the strife that's out there. I can, I can just, just relax with my Lord and Savior and be with Christ and be with my family in a way that, that just keeps people calm and, and at ease and, and joyful in who we are as members of the body of Christ. But I think back on this day, 15 years ago, I have to be honest, my friends, I trusted and I believed, but I don't think I ever could have, have imagined the growth and the many, many, many blessings, not just of what's been accomplished here, but especially the many 
blessings of individuals who have come forward and, and joined us over the course of these 15 years, so many of whom are still great friends and family, who encouraged us in the beginning, who came on board somewhere down the road, who made enormous sacrifices of time, talent, and treasure to allow this apostolate to be here for thousands and thousands of people every day. If I had turned away that day, if that elevator door didn't open and I had that PC on my shoulders, you know what? This isn't going to work. I can't do this. And I turned around and walked away. I would have had to answer for that. I believe that. The Lord led me there and he, he whispered in my ear, you think that PC is heavy on your shoulder? Just keep going. I'm with you. Don't fear. Don't be afraid. Trust. Believe. I'll walk with you all the way. And you know, my friends, I got to tell you, he's here. He's really, truly present with us here in the tabernacle in our building. So he's still with us. He's still walking. And we have much, much more to do. So thank you, Jesus, for this great gift that you have given me to be able to be steward over this apostolate. Friends, I got to go. Uh, stay tuned for Cresta in the afternoon. I'll be back tomorrow, God willing. Uh, until then, have a blessed, happy, and holy rest of your day. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you. Uh,